everyone and welcome to anime club after dark the podcast that delves into all things anime manga and otaku culture related i'm your host alex but you can call me senpai and joining me tonight all i have is our czar of source material john sniffing roboco's hair (laughs) i mean hey without show here tonight there's no one to upstage you there is not Uh, so John and I have gotten together tonight because, um, well, the first half of the second season of an anime that you and I both really like has uh, ended, and we wanted to talk about it. So we're going to be talking about the first part of the second season of Slime Tensei. Um, so I, way back two years ago, we actually did a, a spoiler cast for... The first season of Slime Tensei, which you're more than welcome to go watch. Uh, I know it's been a while, um, but I think the one thing I took away from that is, back, or at least back when we did it, is that it's something that you and I both really love. John, you've actually read it. Uh, yeah, I've read the uh, web novel, as I normally do, you know. Yeah, uh, that's and why you're the czar. <laughs> the czar of source material. And I remember, God, it's been two years. I remember it was supposed to come out last year, right? Mm-hmm. everything was supposed to come out last year so it's been delayed for a full fucking year and i kind of like forgot it existed because <laughs> 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 well, everything was delayed and you know 2020 just didn't exist man like you go ask anyone right now did 2020 really exist and no it didn't well, it, like it's like if you asked me what did you do during 2020 to be like crickets <laughs> <laughs> exactly Everything was closed. We're all dying from COVID, and, like, nothing came out. There was nothing to do. We all just stayed home and went crazy. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, but this was actually supposed to come out in 2020. It was supposed to be, I think, 25, 26 episodes total, I think. Um, And instead, we got the first half of the second season in winter 2021 with, like, 50,000 other anime that were supposed to come out in 2020. Um, Which is why for the next several weeks on this podcast is all going to be spoiler cast. (laughs) Uh, Because there was a bunch of shit during the winter that we all wanted to talk about. Um, I don't know if you got this sense, but I was going to ask you. um, I don't feel like the way this was done and specifically where they ended the first half of the season that the original plan was going to be to have this be a split core i feel like a lot like how the first season was this was going to be like a complete run through the whole way through yeah it was weird that they split it i'm not entirely sure why like i understand that with 2020 being what it was Mm. it's obviously had its production delays because people couldn't record and they just couldn't get anything done on time but I don't know why they went with it. The, and they're waiting a full season to even show the second part. So Yeah, and it's it's even weirder because in the winter this year, we're getting the first half of the season, which we're going to be talking about. Right now, as we're recording this during the spring season, we're getting Slime Diaries, which is a spinoff. Yeah, and which then, has nothing to do with the main story because it's just a spinoff. Absolutely not. Like, I am enjoying the first few episodes, though. Yeah, like I like I mentioned in our was it our spring spring preview? Is that what it was? Yes. Okay. In our spring preview, I mentioned uh, Slime Diaries is just slice of life. Like, hey, you ever wondered what it was like to just live in Tempest? Me too. 
Watch Slime I, Diaries. I, I, I stand by what I said now that I've seen the first couple episodes. It's literally just Seinfeld and Slime Tensei. <laughs> My God. Basically. Um, what's the deal <laughs> with slimes? Uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, we, we're getting Slime Diaries now, and then we'll get the second half of the second season in the summertime, um, which is a really interesting way to go about it, I guess, because we're getting... I mean, if you love Slime Tensei, you're getting three straight seasons this year of Slime Tensei, which is now, great. <laughs> I feel like the reason they did this wasn't just because they needed more time to like cut it and stuff like that. I think it's because of the release schedule of the manga. Because currently the manga is right about where season two is anyway. Mm. And they're getting to the juicy bit of like the last parts of the these volumes. So I feel uh, like they they did the delay just so the the anime and the manga could match up in timing. That's what I personally think. That's just I, I have no research backing this. This is just me making an observation. I I could see that though. I really I really could. Um, yeah, like you say, it, it's hard to say one way or the other whether that's true or not unless someone actually came comes out and says, "Hey, yeah, this is exactly why we did it." I also feel like they may have split it up because originally when they first announced that both. Um, Slime Tensei and Slime Diaries were getting pushed back to 2021. They originally announced that the second season and Slime Diaries were going to be premiering or airing at the same time. You know, at the same kind of like how they did with Cells at Work, with the second season of Cells at Work and Cells at Work Black airing at the same time. I feel like maybe they split it up and spaced it out a little bit so that each part and the spinoff could have its own season. I guess, but like it's because the spinoff has nothing to do with the main story and mm. it kind of just reminds me of the whole like a uh, full metal panic and then fumofu and then second barrage second raid second raid it's like second raid. you keep saying that you always do and second barrage is, is black lagoon <laughs> i know it's just the second the last the second revengeance whatever i don't weird japanese title name hey it's got to be better than attack on titan which will have the final season the final season oh my god yeah that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, it will be. <sighs> Good luck, man. Aren't you and show and Natai gonna record the next one? <laughs> like the last Yes, sadly. Oh, um man. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, okay. I haven't even watched it yet. As of the time of this recording, I haven't even watched the last <laughs> season yet. All I'm saying uh, is I need you to go read the manga too. Oh god, no. <laughs> the last why, why two do chapters. You st- <laughs> why do you know? Uh it's it's so apparently the ending was so bad that's already getting remastered (sighs) my god (laughs) anyway uh moving on um and i don't know about you it doesn't seem like at least from a technical standpoint there were any impacts on the anime itself from its delays did you like notice anything if if anything i thought that the um like the animation and stuff was uh slightly above where the first season was well as for impacts like i know that there were a couple shows that i was talking about during covid releases where it obviously sounded like this voice actor or actress recorded in their house in a home studio Mm. not a professional studio because of like just how the audio sounded but i haven't noticed anything like that um definitely doesn't look like they cut any content like budget wise like I don't think they cut anything due to budget constraints. It certainly like, didn't look like if they did, they hit it very well. Um they did change a couple things, but I I feel like that's just because 
It's just the way the anime wants to be portrayed as. Like, they skipped a couple of things that were kind of unnecessary. But I was like, oh, it was cool, though. We could, we could see more things. Like, for example, Diablo, when uh, Diablo gets summoned. And he's like, hey, I need you to go find that guy. What's his name? Hmm. Full, full Moth? Full, I don't remember the guy's fucking full name. Moth. Fall, no, yeah, the the Falmouth Empire, the the wizard dude, Reagan, Ramen, yes. Raisin, Ryzen. whatever he's called, Ryzen, Ryzen, yeah, Ryzen. He's a fucking Ryzen. he's he's a fucking CPU. Yeah, Ryzen AMD twelve core. Um, yeah, so Diablo is like tasked with finding Ryzen, and then it's like here's Ryzen. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened, and then Diablo kind of just appears in front of him. That's not actually what happens. So in the uh, web novel and in the manga, what happens is Ryzen doesn't even notice that he is noticed by the demons. The demons kind of just appear right behind him. And he's just like, what the fuck? Then he tries to run and then he runs into Diablo and Diablo looks down. It's like, oh, what are you doing, little rat? And it just, you're approaching me. It just gives it another level of like, oh man, Ryzen's hella fucked. That I I just was like, I guess it's not necessary because he's going to get his shit kicked in anyway. But yeah. it just makes Diablo even cooler. That, that's one of the things that they changed. I, I, I even I like how that's even like his appearance. Uh, Diablo's hand uh, or appearance is like even hand waved by Rimuru at the end. Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when it happens, you know, it's like he's he's going through the evolution and he's like, oh, oh, I need someone to find the rat and Ranga needs to get me home. Uh, well, I'll just do a demonic summoning like I've done before to catch the rat. You know, he just doesn't give two thoughts about it and just does it. Yeah, he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh yeah, 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 that." Um, here's a name. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and he, he's kind of more of an important player later. I really yeah. like him. He's he's part of the Rimuru fan club, so I yeah, think everyone else will like him too. He's like one hell of a butler. Of cast. He's he is a hell of a butler, isn't he? <laughs> it's like where have I seen this before? <laughs> So, I, I did when I when, he, when I first saw his appearance. I'm like, this seems familiar, <laughs> huh? Rimuru, you sly fucks. Yeah, and uh, the only thing we really know about him is like Ryzen, Reagan. It's Ryzen. Right? I don't fucking I f- remember. I feel like it's Ryzen, although it may not be actually pronounced that way, even if it's spelled that way. I'm gonna look up his name again. Hold on. I swear it's Ryzen or Reagan or Ramen or some stupid name. But yeah, he's just like, huh? It, it can't be. He he's a primordial. And then like the dude just like, oh, you know what those are, huh? Well, looks like this will be fun. And I'm just like, <laughs> I know who he is. <laughs> Yeah, he's actually really cool, and that's one thing that we talked about fucking two years ago. Holy shit, it's been a long time. Two years is, is eons for me. Can't even remember what I, had, I did yesterday, but uh, two years ago we talked about how this show has a giant fucking cast, and it just mm-hmm. keeps adding more people. <laughs> <laughs> like we have Diablo, obviously, who seems like a mainstay in the Rimuru camp because he's like, oh, I want to be part of your uh, master. I want to be in a master servant relationship. Like, let me serve you. And that's kind of, he's like a wounded dog when Rimuru was like, oh, you can just leave. <laughs> and, oh, um, master. <laughs> Why would you do this? He's like, oh, you've hurt my feelings, master. You said I could stay. And, I have expected him to start acting like darkness from <laughs> Suba. 
It, that gets explained. Hopefully, they'll explain it later on why um, Diablo. I was about to say his real name. Uh, Diablo acts like that, and what it means to be a primordial demon, because mm-hmm. that's that's what he is. It's, he's a primordial demon, and everything coming up next should explain a little bit about that. And it, you should it, be able to connect vaguely, the dots. It's vaguely hinted at though, while he's fighting, that that there's way more to him than there appears to be. Well, yeah, because we know that um, in the end of season one, when Rimuru's helping with the kids and then helping with the uh, the fairy queen. And he summons the greater demon Beretta for the fairy queen to make the puppet thing. Great name for a demon, by the way. Beretta, yeah, really cool. But we learn from that that there are demons and stuff. And then in the OVAs, we actually find out there's a little bit more about demons being summoned, which is I thought was really cool. Like a lot of people hated the OVAs because the first couple episodes starts out as just fan service, mm. and then like the last five episodes four or five episodes is like an actual story, like a side yeah. story that happens in between season one and two, which is, it's something to bring up because like, while these OVAs aren't exactly part of either season one or season two, even though they kind of are listed as well, at least on um, Wikipedia as being in season one, um, you're, you don't really have to watch them to kind of get the whole story. It really helps though, because well, it provides more context to what you're seeing. Yeah, we learn a little bit more about the kids who bring summoned. The ones that Shizu originally was like, oh, you need to help these kids. And like why Rimuru even went to the human city and became a teacher and all that stuff. And you get to learn a little bit more about the demons because that happens in there. Mm-hmm. And they did do like, I think it was like every month or every two months, they released an episode during 2020 for the OVAs. Because I think there was. A... I, I, yeah, I think it was like every six weeks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, a month and a half. Some it, it was it was it, it was regular a re, uh, regular schedule they put it on. Yeah, we had like a small drip of content every so often to to help, you know, keep us on the line. Yeah. <laughs> just just dig that needle in and yeah, get it in there. Yeah, so I that was also interesting to see because obviously I think they were going to do like a whole 7 6 or 7 months for the OVAs and then they were going to drop season 2. So yeah. they had to sp- like sprinkle it about during 2020 Which, what an interesting way to go about delivering content um it's it's certainly new uh but you mentioned the fact that the, the show has a massive cast like th- this story has an absolutely massive cast it was one of my primary concerns that i mentioned when we did our season one spoiler cast a couple years ago going forward that i was afraid that there were the cast would get so big that there wouldn't be any time at least with the anime adaptation to tell a proper story with all the characters because i feel like with when you have a massive cast of characters like this it's so much more um conducive to telling that story through uh, a written medium like a web novel a light novel or even a manga than it is um a primarily audiovisual medium like anime so i'd say that yes it has a giant cast but fortunately or unfortunately depending on how you view it uh these sub characters don't really matter too much like Mm -hmm. we don't get an in-depth explanation about them we just get our basic backstory rundown and then we get to see their character quirks yeah they kind of just exist right like obviously the main character is rimuru and everything centers around what rimuru is gonna do and like we don't really have to remember all these characters they just have certain personality quirks and traits that were just like, oh, yeah, Gaburu, Gaburu-sama, you know, like <laughs> Gaburu Posse Crew. Like, you always yeah. remember that. And then you're like, uh, Shion and um, Shuna and 
I'm uh, trying to remember. Soe, Hakuro, yeah. Benimaru. Uh, uh, Benimaru. Yeah. <laughs> Broimaru. <laughs> Broimaru. Like, all of them have unique personalities and certain quirks and traits with them. Like, Hakuro is, like, the old man who's just, like, the master. Like, he's everyone's sensei, and he just kicks everyone's ass. Like, yeah. they all have quirks that make him memorable. And but you we have don't... the goblins, obviously. Yeah, and then the goblins, like, Gobta, and then, um... I don't remember the rest of them. Hey, Gobta's a bro. Gobta's <laughs> yeah. such a bro. Yeah, and obviously, like, Ranga being the dog, he's... The voice actor has really fully leaned into the whole, like, I'm a dog... Yeah. aspect when he's voice acting but that's what i mean like these characters have certain quirks that make them stick out a lot but they don't have a lot of substance to them but that's okay yeah. because it's mainly about rimuru anyway but and... they, they do they do a good job of making the world itself feel very much alive oh yeah because with such a huge cast a huge swath of a cast we do see small interactions with them in the world like they don't yeah. just exist to be thrown into the plot later on they yeah. also exist in the world. They have their own thoughts and they have their own emotions and they have their own character, which is great. And it's not too much and it's not too little, which I think is a great mix. Like that's yeah. one thing I really like. I, I love world building in my uh, light novels, my web novels. Slime Tensei has a lot of world building. It's definitely not as in depth as something like, I don't know, Overlord, <laughs> but it has a lot of characters to make up for that. And each one does have a personality that makes me remember them even though yeah. they aren't too vital to the plot. Yeah. And I like the fact how there'll be a character who's introduced and they'll be vital for a little while. And then they kind of get relegated as a background character where they're still around. Maybe they'll make a cameo appearance in an episode here or there. And then they'll come back in another story arc and be like really important or maybe not even really important, but they'll, they'll come to the forefront again. Good example happens toward the end of this, this part of the second season with the uh, guild. The, yeah. the orc king because like he for almost the it seems kind of important in the first season especially yeah, in the he, middle <laughs> middle bit of it he's one um, of the bad guys <laughs> he is one of the bad guys who turns into a good guy and you see him help build this city that they're in um and in the first i'd say six or seven episodes pretty much a background character i mean you see him here and there like when they're having their discussions and whatnot and he has maybe one or two lines but then he becomes really important in that battle at the end yeah, and I wouldn't say he's really important. He just ha he has a role to play, and it's yeah. cool to see him activate his powers and stuff. And it's really cool to see him fight. Yeah, <laughs> like the whole when you're not a warrior, fight me with your fists. He's like warrior boy. This is war. <laughs> there are like, no oh, rules. Oh shit, boy! Yeah. I'm here to win. Fuck your rules. All right, and um, so has the story kept you more or less intrigued, like throughout? Because I remember saying, yeah, it's going to start slow, and it seems like it's just isekai trash, but the story gets better in Season 2. Like, I kept hyping you guys up about Season 2, right? I remember that when we recorded this, I just kept saying, hey, man, wait till Season 2. That's when the yeah. shit, the crazy shit starts. That was your answer to every question that we had. Like, <laughs> well, wait till Season 2. Yeah, and now that we have at least Part 1 of Season 2, like, ha has it kept you interested at least? Like, has the, the story evolved or anything like that for you? Do you, do you find it more interesting, less interesting? I, I find it very much more interesting because I feel like I love watching the characters get developed the way that they're getting developed. I also like how there's really slow progression world building. Um, I, I, I kind of said this uh, when we did the first season spoiler cast, how it feels like the story is it, it goes slow, then fast, then slow. Like, it'll be 
slow world building then a cataclysmic event happens and like shit just breaks loose and then we'll calm down a bit and there'll be some more world building like but that's kind of what we got again in season two like the first few episodes of the second season kind of slow honestly i liked it don't get me wrong like i got i love seeing all the characters again i love seeing how the events of the first season were kind of playing a part in the society that they were building Mm-hmm. And seeing all this come together, especially how like it's literally coming together because you're seeing the city rise out of the forest. Um, yeah. and it's getting every time they do a wide shot, I swear to God, it looks like the city is getting bigger and bigger. Um, and then again, in the the middle of this season, like shit just breaks loose all of a sudden, and you got the plot going into fucking overdrive. Yeah, I told you guys that, man. Wait till next season. It's the Demon Lord arc. Oh man, it's gonna go zero to a hundred. You thought I was lying, didn't you? <laughs> but, but even, but no, even you in the first part of the the season, when because I think you were watching it more or less week to week after like the first month, um, you were like, "Gosh, they're really taking a long time with this the the first part of this arc." Yeah. So the first part of this arc has a lot of um, a lot of monologuing, a lot of like learn about political intrigue in the rest of the world and they do an all right job conveying that Again, it's like, great for making the world feel very alive we but well, my i don't think they did it extremely well because they spent too much time like they were just stretching it like there are areas where it's like they have a 10 minute conversation about something mm-hmm. and i'm like this could have been done in like half the time man <laughs> yeah we didn't actually have to like I, and that's it's like i don't know i can't say that's up to like um i can't chalk it up to maybe because they had budget constraints or they were just trying to like milk it i don't know like there's a lot of things that could have been done better in my opinion because it was just really slow man like, i definitely think it took us how many the fir- f- i was gonna say the first part of this arc is like four and a half episodes long right i feel like it could have been done in maybe two two and a half episodes yeah, the first part of this arc wasn't that, like, the best part. And honestly, there wasn't that much information that we needed. Mm. And they just, like, skipped over that stuff anyway. But I, I guess that if you want to go into the grand scheme of things, like, the next part of this, the second part of Season 2, is mm. going to be even more hype. Because this was just the beginning of, like, yeah. everything. When Rimuru decides, like, his fa- his family is being uh, killed, right? His, his city is being attacked, and he's like... I don't know what to fucking do. And then he's like, oh, let's become a demon lord and fucking get revenge, right? <laughs> and that's, that's like, oh, fuck, you know? And then he kills the Falmouth soldiers with Megiddo. And you're just like, oh, fuck. And, oh, man, they didn't do that scene justice. Like, in the manga and in the web novel, like, Megiddo happens instantly. Everyone dies instantly. Mm. Like, the the captain dude, he literally just, like, walks out and gets hit and fucking collapses and it's hilarious but in the uh in the manga i remember they the king and the uh pope dude and risen walk outside and they're like captain what are you doing and then like they walk up to the captain and he just has a fucking hole in his head they're like what <laughs> that he collapses and then they see rimuru just floating in the sky and half of their army is already decimated like it was just the delivery of that was just not as impactful to me compared to the manga and the uh, the web novel like i don't know they, they took a lot of different liberties a lot slower of an approach in the anime for this part i can't say that it's bad because i think for a story it still works well 
I just I definitely I definitely think that they have very much so set up the stakes for what comes next. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. And uh we also see like so with the Shizu and the kids arc, right? Uh, of last season. We know that this world is full of people who get isekai'd. There's a bunch, you know, like Shizu was isekai'd from I believe it's Hiroshima. She was being her her city was being firebombed or something. Yeah, I don't think Oh shit, wait. No, they they never explained that in the anime. <laughs> no, but the- it it's it was implied that she's from a different time period as Rimuru, but it wasn't exactly specified when. I mean, she's wearing a freaking kimono and planes are dropping firebombs out of the sky. It's um, yeah, you kind of think huh, it's World huh, War Two. It's when it when America was firebombing a lot of like bases and stuff in Japan. Like it's yeah. obvious when that happened, but uh, they don't really outright say it. But that's what happens, and we know that people can get isekai'd a lot. And she's was like, oh yeah, there's plenty of kids who get isekai'd here. And we get introduced to them, and we even in the very beginning, like <laughs> when we see uh, what's her name, Hinata, yeah, Hinata Sagaraguchi or whatever, fucking yeah, that the bitch, knight. <laughs> the holy pope knight lady, fucking yeah. hater. Anyway, but so we know that there are other worlders here, and as far as we know, only Rimuru has reincarnated. Like he died in Japan, but he reincarnated in this world. Mm. These other people have been isekai'd. They've been teleported to a new world. Yeah, they didn't necessarily is... die in the world that they were in. Well, I, it's implied that it's all the same world, but they didn't die to get there. Yeah. Like, we know with the kids that like, they came from the same generation as uh, Rimuru did because they know about the same manga and stuff. Same thing with that dude, the um, the Guildmaster guy. I don't remember his name either. <laughs> the Guildmaster. Are you talking Guild... about the... the um... Oh, God, I've forgotten his name, too. The dude who was like, oh, my gosh, you have manga? And then he and Rimuru makes copies of manga for him. That what guy. What the he's... fuck was his name? I, I know who you're talking about. I forget his This is This is the problem with such a massive cast is it's so easy to, to yeah. forget people's names. And it's also been, like, two years. But anyway, that guy, right? Like, they all come from the same world generally at the same time. We don't know specifically when someone comes from somewhere. Like, Shizu existed in this world for... 20 ish 30 ish years or whatever but yeah. she's from like a time way in the past so it's it's a little wonky well we'll leave it at that but my point was what do you think of the introduction of these new other worlders the ones who are working for the i believe they don't work for the church they work for the empire the, Fal- yeah, they the work, falmouth kingdom they work for the falmouth kingdom yeah yeah um I think again, it, it's just more colors in the world. I like it. I also like how they're they're very much like unlike Rimuru and Shizu, they didn't exactly seem to take very well to being in this new world. Like they they kind of seem like they resent being in this world because they talk about like oh, there's no television here, there's no internet, there's no phones. Yeah, they and seem like they're bored that- and they're just trying to find a way to entertain themselves. Part of that, though, comes from the fact that, like, from what we've seen of these other worlders, like, with Shizu, she got dropped in this world by a demon lord, and she just learned how to fight, and she had to control Ifrit, and then she realized, like, oh, this is shitty, I just want to go around and be an adventurer and live life, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's when she met the kids, and, you know, these kids are just trying to grow up and have a normal life, but the country sees them as weapons of mass destruction, but the problem with these kids is that they have a bunch of magic that they can't control, so it's gonna actually gonna kill them, and that's the whole plot of like one of the arcs in season one. But then here we are, we have a different kingdom, right? And they have different Isekai people. They've been summoned by I think it's from Ryzen in the in the kingdom. I think they summoned them. 
I don't remember exactly, but these people are like slaves, right? They have a slave contract on mm. them. And we can see that it, it's common actually in this world to get people summoned from different worlds to be used as tools of war, which is a yeah. cool thing to see. And we get to see a different dynamic. Like so far, our exposure to the other worlders is that they all seem like nice people. But as it turns out, not all other worlders are nice. That's very true. Uh, I- it's one of the things that I actually just genuinely enjoy about Slime Tensei, though. It's like in so many other isekai, um, it seems like the only person that gets isekai or gets transported um, to this new world is the main character. And it's like, why wouldn't there be other people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, from your same world. I mean, there's a couple of other uh, of isekai stories that do that. But by and large, it's usually because the person being isekai is a chosen one or you know, whatever caught and, in yeah, the hero the, summoning or yeah, some, something, something, something main plot armor. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's, it's fun to see for, at least from a outsider's perspective, someone who hasn't read the source material it and doesn't really know where this is going. It's fun to see it because every time you meet someone from the real world, quote unquote, for lack of a better term, uh, you never know how they're going to act. They could be someone who's taken to it really well, like Rimuru. They could be someone who, uh, hasn't taken to it really well or gets enslaved in some kind of like contract to be uh instrument of war, like, um, or the kids names, uh, Kirara, um, what was the other one's name? I forget. Shogo and Kyoya. I think yes. were the three names from Falmouth. Um, so it's really fun to see. Uh, I, I'm curious to know if, um, it, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think any of the kids that we see, maybe some of them aren't Japanese. So Alice is definitely not Japanese, but she knows mm-hmm. about Japanese culture. Like she likes uh, manga and stuff. So she's but a fucking she's, weeb. <laughs> well, I think she's like supposed to be French or something. She's, she's, not, she's, she's got blonde hair. She's not okay. a, she's not um, a Japanese um, person. My my point my point though is that a majority of the people that Rimuru at least has met so far who are or have been isekai'd into this world from the real world are Japanese. I'd like to going forward see more of the characters he interacts with not be Japanese. Well, who knows? Who knows? I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I guess to kind of wrap up this section, the story so far section. Uh, do you think the hype is real? Have I overhyped this? No, you haven't. It's it's <laughs> it's still good. Um, it's You know me, um, and if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you know that it takes a lot to sell me on an Isekai story. Um, the hype is real for this one. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, I forgot to do the pun. How has the main cast evolved since the beginning? It's, it's, it's over with, man. Just let it go. <laughs> no, no, I had to do the pun. <laughs> I know you guys listening to this can't see it, but in the show notes doc that we use when we're doing these things, he's literally put a Lenny face in our doc right after the word evolved. <laughs> Bitch. Listen, it was hilarious, okay? <laughs> well, because the main cast is, it's a huge cast, and I we did talk about it, but I forgot to do the pun. Yeah. Stupid. F- fucking yeah, timing. Know. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to talk about the animation. So, 8-bit. We kind of already mentioned it, like, because th- this is being done by 8-Bit, right? And, yeah. like, so I know we make this joke on the podcast a lot about Bless David Production for the beautiful animation they give us. Is it time that we say Bless 8-Bit? So, 
See, my problem is that this season, 8-Bit, it seems like they didn't go full tilt into the animations for the Great Sage screens. Because mm-hmm. one of the coolest things about uh, season one of Slime Tensei was that whenever uh, Great Sage would come on, Koku, and then like it would just so show some crazy-ass cool effects on the screen with like crazy cool sounds. Yeah. They didn't have too much of that in this season, which is kind of disappointing. Like They do have some uh, really good telegraphed like fight scenes. Like uh, when the Beast Kingdom people, when they show up. Oh, yes. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, I forgot who fights who. Xion fights the tiger Xion lady. Xion fights, and... yeah, tiger girl. Um, uh, Snake girl just doesn't do anything <laughs> until the very oh, yeah. end. Snake girl does um, nothing. And um, Benny Maru fights? No, Fuse fights the other guy, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it was just cool. Like. There wasn't a lot of skill usage, and there weren't a lot of skill effects, but it was still cool to watch the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Now, going forward, I hope to see better animation because they, again, they they kind of phoned it in for the Megiddo scene because it it was kind of just like slowly moving CG three D stills and just like wasn't as cool and dramatic as I I envisioned it. So I'm hoping I, they're just saving all of the budget for the end battle. I w- well maybe. I will say one thing I thought was probably better animated in this part of the second season as opposed to the first season is the CGI effects that happen when like magical effects are activated. I yeah. definitely think they went really above and beyond with that. Yeah, I I definitely say for the most part it is consistent, but I have noticed a couple drops in quality and again, I'm just hoping they're saving the budget. Hmm. And but that, every time they'll, I they'll do probably that. go back and well, they might go back and fix some of that with the Blu-ray releases. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Um, now, I want to talk a little bit about the sound design because, as you, as everyone knows, if you've been listening for a while, I love sound design and sound effects and stuff like that, yes. and soundtracks and stuff like that. Um, and voice acting. <laughs> and voice acting. Just sound in general is a very big deal to me. But that's just a weird quirk about me. Has there been any changes to how 8-Bit does the designs or any of the sound effects? It seems like they've just kept the same rhetoric that they've had since Season 1, which isn't a bad thing. But No, I thought it was done really well in the first season. I will say there was one one in particular, uh, a sound effect that really caught me off guard because I don't know if it was supposed to, intended to be funny or not, but uh, or it's just some kind of an oversight. But there's a scene where... Um, Diablo, it's where he's fighting the the Ryzen guy when he's um he's disguised as Shogo, uh where he like is clapping with his gloves on, and it sounds literally like someone just like slapping the shit out of their own hand, and I'm like, <laughs> it would not sound like that with gloves on. Yeah, it sounds like barehanded clap clap clap. And, like, it stood out so much. Number one, it was really loud. And, again, I don't know if that was some kind of an oversight for, like, whoever was doing the sound editing or what. But it just seemed so out of place. And it's the only sound effect that really sounded that way. And it just it made me laugh because it caught me so off guard. Yeah, but, like, during that scene when he, like, when uh, Ryzen uses nuclear cannon mm-hmm. and he fires it and then uh, Diablo just goes and blows it into the air. Mm. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. But there's just, it just didn't sound, it didn't have really cool sound effects like season one did. Like, it just, again, 
it just felt like they were being a lot more tame. They weren't as bold as they were in season one with any did, of these. Did you happen fights. to notice that during the whole Rimuru evolution thing, where they're doing the? I love the fact that they call it a harvest festival, by the way. Um, that um, they use the DS top time sound. Yeah, because they because <laughs> he does stop time when Great Sage is uh, working her magic. Question mark. I think it's a girl. I'm pretty mm. sure great because Raphael Raphael is now a girl, right? I, I, so. I guess. I, no, I, I heard voice. that. I heard the Dio stop tie and sound effect when that one thing that they uh, I forget the name of the magic uh, effect that they that was trying to be leveled up or whatever kept failing. Yeah. Um, every time, great every sage time was trying to level up to voice of the world. Yes, and it kept failing, and then I guess Rimuru had to sacrifice one of the other things to make it happen. Anyway, I kept noticing that every time it would fail, the Dio stop time sound yeah, the boom, would play. Boom, boom. Yeah, but even scenes like that, right? I don't so, know. I don't know why I. There's something about that sound effect, and it, and it happened before I became a fan of JoJo's. Like something about that sound effect just draws my mind straight to it every time I hear it, because <laughs> it's so like weird to hear it. It goes like a reverse bass line. I guess it's just I don't know. There's something about that sound that's it's pleasing to hear, but it stands out every time I hear it. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> my, my point is over about that. <laughs> the design just sent, seemed very tame in comparison to season one like it wasn't as fancy the sound design kind of stayed the same and basic and overall i wasn't too disappointed because again this isn't the hype part about this arc like what's coming is going to be the hype stuff so that's fine i just i'm just hoping that it wasn't due to budget constraints or because of the um you know because of 2020s delays and stuff that they had to cut all this stuff out and make different decisions I that's... think we'll find out in the second half whether that's true or not. Because if they actually did have to make a lot of cuts, um, it feels like the second half, especially what it seems like they've set it up for, uh, might get cut a lot. Yeah. But well, we'll see. We'll find out. Let me check real quick. I don't think they've announced an episode count for the second part, but let me check and see if they have. I would um, hope since it's still season two and it's the second part, it'd be like 12-13. Like, I mean, according I, according to Mal, at least as of the time of recording this, the episode count is listed as unknown. Hmm. Maybe they'll drop a twenty six on us, like a thirty eight episode, like a thirty six episode season. That'd be nuts. I would love that. It. Would be crazy. Um, or maybe there'll be a part three that just hasn't been announced yet. Who knows? Who knows? I know. No, I don't. <laughs> um, I, I, f- I feel like, though, if there were any if there were any um, cuts or um, things that had to be uh, toned down because of what happened with COVID, I feel like we'll really know at the, the by the end of part two. And I just hope it's the case of they wanted to conserve their budget and they're going to go all out towards the end. I that's hope, the important I hope that's, that's like the good ending here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, for characters, is Rimuru too overpowered? Yes, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's. I I remember we talked about this during our season one spoiler cast, where it's like, eh, is he too OP? Uh, the answer is yes. There's a reason for it. Um, we also talked about this more recently with an episode we talked about with OP characters. I don't remember. <laughs> 
Listen, I've got the memory of a goldfish. We know. <laughs> what? Anyway. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, we're going to find out why Rimuru has so much magic, actually, in the next, like, whenever part two comes out. Um, I don't, what, did they have an actual date, or is it just the summer? It, it says summer 2021, so I'm assuming it'll start sometime in July. Okay. So, so we left off with uh, Veldora being released from the infinite space-time prism, mm. right? And Veldora, best boy. I fucking love Veldora. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like Rimuru's best friend. And it's so great. Their interactions are so great. And it'll explain a lot when Veldora's finally around. But, yeah, I, I, I can't spoil too much. <laughs> I have to watch what I, I also, say. like, it, toward the end of the 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 end of this, this part, like, Rimuru says it. Like, it's been two years since he got reincarnated, right? It's sure, God, it, 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 it feels like that much time has passed. Like, it genuinely feels like there has been a progression in this world, and it's actually taken time. Yeah, like, from from being a slime, escaping the village, and helping out the the goblins, and then fighting the wolves... All the way to now, you know, like he's fighting kingdoms and shit. Like it's yeah. it's taken two years, but he's built his own kingdom and now he's waging like national wars. <laughs> yeah, you know, I will say this one thing that I was kind of disappointed about, and I'd like to see how you feel about this. One of the, I think a lot of the, well, I won't. Eh, how do I want to say this? One of the complaints I've actually seen lab lobbed against slime tensei is that it doesn't feel like there are any real consequences or uh stakes involved specifically for rimuru because there's always some kind of magic he can learn to get around everything um and that kind of happens again this season with um something that happens where a bunch of named actual named characters get killed and then brought back to life um I can kind of see where people are coming from now because of that, because even I thought, well, maybe Shion should have stayed dead. Yeah. Like I definitely I feel agree. like that would have, I think I feel like that would have been number one and, and like an emotional gut punch for Rimuru um, and showing him that, yeah, there are fucking consequences to your actions, buddy. And I definitely agree. I feel like it would have been better for the story if Shion stayed dead, but unfortunately slime tensei is one of the like OPMCs, like kind of just, Levels up, power of friendship, new skill, destroys the big bad, you know? It's one of those OPMCs type of shows. <laughs> he has reset button jutsu. Yeah, he has reset button jutsu. Which is, I mean, again, I like that stuff, so I really don't care too much because the world is fun and I like seeing the battles, even it though is, he kind of just steamrolls everyone. <laughs> you said the key word, fun. I can, however, understand where some of the criticisms criticism that people do lob at it for that come from that yeah it does seem like rimuru is just basically a walking talking reset button and i mean it should be fine like look at the beginning and how it started man if you didn't expect this going forward from just how the show began (laughs) i'm sorry to say but you have piss poor observation skills (laughs) (laughs) yeah i get i i definitely think that story-wise though it would have been i think I think it would have been better had at least one or two of the characters stayed dead. Hell, I even think if the old man and Gobta had been killed, like, don't do my boy Gobta wrong, though. Yeah, like, I, I definitely think that Shion should have stayed dead. Uh, I, I really didn't want Hakuro to die. I love Hakuro. 
I love those old man sensei characters who are just like, oh, he's too cool for school. Like, <laughs> fucking GG. Oh, yeah. you just call me GG? Obviously, you want your ass beat. <laughs> I love those I tough feel like, old men. I feel like when you get old, that's what you're going to be like. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? But, uh, all right. So, where do we think the story is going? What do we think is going to happen with the story? Oh, so, hell. Let's talk about what's happened so far. So, Veldora is released at the last like two minutes of the first part of season two right and, and he acts like he could not be happier oh god i love veldora <laughs> all right so we know that it's gonna obviously start off with that mm-hmm. um rimuru is now a demon lord he's killed twenty thousand. he killed 50 men uh <laughs> no he i killed, killed like, a man once <laughs> no cotton hill king of the hill i killed yeah. 50 men I killed They an took animal. my shins. Anyway, so uh, King Rimuru of the Hill, best a... anime, <laughs> dude. It it actually is. But anyway, <laughs> Corey in the house. God, stop talking. Stop talking about memes. <laughs> We're here to talk about anime. We so... are talking about anime. So uh, on the series finale of King of the Hill, <laughs> so Rimuru is now a demon lord. He did the Harvest Festival. He killed. I believe it was 20,000 soldiers. I yeah, don't think it was I'm... 10. He only needed 10, but he killed 20,000, I think. Because he's a fucking overachiever. Well, because at first he was just going to kill half the camp, and then he decided, nah, fuck it, I'll kill everyone. <laughs> All to test his new skill, Merciless. Oh, yeah. savage, dude. Fucking savage. But hey, that's what they get for trying to start a holy war against his kingdom. And, you know, they they really poked the tiger. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what else? He has a primordial demon under his control. Now, we only know... We don't know very much about primordial demons. Uh, they will explain that a little bit more later on. We just know that when Ryzen fights uh, Diablo, he's like, It can't be. You're a primordial? What has he unleashed upon this world? That's, that's literally kinda, all that we know. That's all we know. But obviously, like... You know, here is Ryzen who can actually fight toe to toe with uh, some of the bigger baddies, but he's getting his shit kicked in for fun. But mind you, by this primordial demon who is just like, "Hey, I'm good at magic. Let's fight hand to hand," and he just fucking he just knocks the shit out. And nuclear cannon bass is like, "No, no, 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 kick that shit up." No, I found and, it uh, funny that they even know what the word nuclear means in this world. Yeah, I think that's more of a... I think it was a translation choice. Like, I don't think it's actually nuclear. I think it means, like, fusion heat cannon or some shit. Which means, like, it probably talks about nuclear. I don't know. I don't speak moon. I can't really say. (laughs) I know. Uh, I just thought that was weird for a a, a world that allegedly doesn't have a great deal of, like, technology. Now, they do have isekai people. So, they do have, like... That's true. They know about the modern conveniences of this different world. So that's very true. Maybe that's where the word comes from. And it, and it's it's uh, it's implied that this has been going on for a while and they've done it with a lot of people, so who knows? Maybe yeah, like maybe that's that, where they got um, it from. Like that captain dude, he was isekai as well. The guy who, who got his head just shot off when he walked out of the tent. Yeah. <laughs> he was also another worlder. Yeah. Um he no, dies I, instantly, I, but he does. He dies like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will say one thing I did like about how the last few episodes of this season or this part of the second season were done is that it seems like there there are three uh, story threads that are kind of coming together and it looks like they may all intersect at the same point where Rimuru has to make a decision because um, you have Milam doing her little war thingy um, which I mean, that's weird um, and it seems like the demon lord Clayman is trying to gather other demon lords to do a bunch of shit who, who knows what that's going to be yeah and like... go ahead so towards the end, the other thing I was going to say, like the story going forward, um, Rimuru talks about how the mastermind who attacked his city is Clayman. Like Mul- hmm. Mulan? Muran? Mulan. Mulan. Mulan says, yeah, Clayman controlled me and told me to do this. And that makes Rimuru think like, is it Clayman pulling the strings or is it someone else? And then he kind of has like a moment of clarity where he's like, you know, the only person who fits all these is dot 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 and then they move on and they don't tell you and i know who it is it's pretty obvious if you think about it like logically but yeah um we also know that clayman is somehow controlling uh the queen of the harpies the bird lady yeah freya 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 and he's also somehow controlling milam and he's just kind of the big bad that we know of right now and that's that's all we know for now where it's left off. So Vador's revived, Diablo's here. We also know that Clayman lives in the most stereotypical Disney villain lair ever. I mean, come on. You seen how like he he wanted to do the Harvest Festival. That's why he set up this whole thing. He wanted the uh, Tempest Kingdom to go fight the Falm of Kingdom, and he was gonna. S- Reap the rewards, right? That's what his original plan was. Yeah, because he and wanted he's, he's the pulling souls. the strings behind the scenes is what he's doing. Yeah, and so, it, it definitely feels like I, I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but it certainly feels like that even though this feels like a victory for Rimuru and company, that he's actually that Rimuru has actually done exactly what Clayman wanted him to do. Yeah, that's what you think. <laughs> That's what I think. I don't know if it's true or not, but I get this feeling. What do you want to see play out, though? Like, obviously you think that Clayman has, oh, he's got big brain moves and he's got a bigger plan in play. Like, is there anything else that, because of how they've given you part one of season two, that you want to see happen? Um, I definitely want to see this thread with Clayman play out. I want to see like what the actual goal is. I also want to see if he's not really the one in charge of all this, that there may actually be someone pulling his strings uh, as well, or, or a reason why he's doing what he's doing. And I'd like to see like how this ties into what Milam is doing. Cause it doesn't seem like what she's doing is of her own volition. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see how that how that plays out. I, I'm really just interested to see how all of these um, story threads that seem like they may not be connected come together, and maybe they are connected in more ways than we think. Also, I'm really fucking hyped to see what Veldora can do now that he's free. <laughs> he can be the best bro. That's the, I, the... I mean, there's this there's so many great characters already in this story. I mean, even discounting Veldora, there's you got Broi Maru, you've got Ranga who is the who's a good boy. 
You got Gavta, who's just the broest of bros. Yeah, there's definitely they've definitely left us with a lot in the air, and there's a lot of strings just like floating about, and it's like, oh man, what's gonna happen? Like, mm. why is because we end? Was it season? Is it episode thirteen? Is that what season one ended on? Uh, well, technically, yes. I mean, there was a recap episode that is counted as the episode count. Um, so there are thirteen technically, although the first episode doesn't really have any much new information. Okay, well, the last episode leaves us with um, Milam just fighting. Um, oh my God, what's the guy's name? Beast Lord um, Carrion. Uh, Carrion, Lord Carrion. Yeah, fighting Lord Carrion and fucking Milam transforms and she actually has battle armor and she's just like, oh, this is getting fun. This is where the fun begins. Hey, and like, this, just like, oh blows. yeah, thank thank you for just that PTSD. <laughs> and then she just blows like his fucking state away is i like i like how she like, City just she like, like has a fucking landscape reducing fart and just res- destroys a mountain yeah the nova super dragon nova buster or whatever yeah it's, and it's, it's also implied <laughs> it's it's implied at the end although you don't see it for sure it's implied that he's killed well but i i have a feeling because that there's like a fade to black kind of thing and you don't actually see it he's not actually dead well, we we won't know. Like obviously, with uh, Clayman pulling the strings and having him send, like Freya holds Carrion right mm. after Milam shoots the beam, and then Freya comes in behind Carrion with a knife, and <laughs> looks like she's about to slit his throat. Like we we don't know what his intention what a, is. Maybe what a what a badass way to do it. <laughs> like there's there's so much going on, and I hope it all comes to a head as well as I'm imagining it. Like. I know what happens, but I hope the anime does it well, does it justice. At least I, I don't think you will be disappointed. Hmm. So <laughs> I like l- look forward to it. Okay. Another three months. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, by the time this comes out, it'll probably be more like two and a half months. But yeah, um, I'm thrilled, honestly, with the first half of season two. I don't know about you. I I had some problems with it, just again, because it's like... How I would have laid it out was I wouldn't have left it on the Veldora reviving part. I would have gone, like, two or three episodes beyond that to mm. set up for the, the Clayman arc. Like, the Demon Lord arc is what I want to call it, is actually the the actual thing, Walpurgis. Like, that that's the hype shit. So that's what I would have done because that would have made me more hyped. And I feel like they had room to do it. And I don't know why they didn't, which is kind of, like, concerning. But Again, I, I feel like... I feel like I said at the beginning, this wasn't set up to be a split core um, presentation. I think this was supposed to be a, a through and through like the first season was. So maybe that's why it feels so weird. I I hope so. But even then, like even if it was not supposed to be a split core, I would not have ended it here. Mm. I would not have put this at the halfway mark. It just doesn't well, make sense to me. I, it's one of those things where I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, well, it just if, it implies to me that they're going to cut a lot more content, which which I hope that, not. That's just kind of shitty. <laughs> I hope not. Um, if I had to give this like a numerical value, I think I ended up giving this like a nine out of ten, but it's really more like an eight point five. Oh, I'm sitting at a solid seven just because of my personal issues, but uh, hey, I mean it's not bad for for you. That's still good. I, I will say season two part one has not been bad. Like. Overall, the story is still good. The animation is still good. The sound design is still good. Like, it's mm. not bad. I just wish they did more. 
I wish there was more action and I could saw I could see more like shiny lights and pretty pictures. <laughs> Smooth <laughs> frames. So everybody wants John be original. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I'm I'm super hyped looking forward to the next part of the season, which I'm sure we will also do a um a spoiler cast on that one as well. Um but unless you have anything else, I think this is a good place to end this for now. Yeah, no, Veldora, best boy. Well, okay then. Thank you all there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, on social media, and on Discord. Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases you make there do really help us out. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Say goodnight, John. He's a fucking Sundari dragon. What more do you want? Hey, John, I have a question. Answer. It seems like you're speaking more fluently recently. It's your imagination. No!